0: Tell me though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible.
1: Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stout. And today, we are covering the Living Goddesses, also known as Vengeance of the Death Goddesses, also known as Daughters of the Death Goddesses, written... Oh, Daughters of the Death Goddess, sorry. How dare I mess up one of those titles? And it's written by Tony Isabella, drawn by Arvell Jones, V. Coletta is the Inca, Stan G. is the colorist, Joe Rosen's the like letterer. <laughs> and Len Wayne is the editor, so Roy Thomas is no longer the editor, but I'm not sure how long that's been going on for, and yes, so before we get started on the issue, what else is happening in 1974? Well, July of 1974 to be specific.
0: Um, I think the the biggest thing to mention is the fact that uh, Morbius has kind of branched off into making Fear his own title, and I think he hangs out there for like a whole 10 issues, and it's a good 10 issue run. Morbius is, of course, the living vampire introduced in Amazing Spider Man and uh, did not become a vampire by normal means but more scientific means.
1: And it made it a bit more creepy, if I may yes. say so myself. Like that issue, generally his debut issue on Amazing Spider Man was creepy for a lot of reasons, uh, notably the Six Sons Peter Parker that turned into a giant spider monster, but Morbius. Also added to that, that was a crazy monster mash cocktail. I love that issue. yeah
0: Just... I actually haven't read that issue, but I really? have seen. Yeah, I have seen his origin on like the cartoons and whatnot. Now, in the issues, uh, I have the Fear stuff, which is different. Obviously, he's already he already made I think four different appearances before his appearances in the Fear, but in the original issue is his original origin. Did he drain blood through his hands, or did he just bite people on the neck like a normal vampire?
1: I'm pretty sure he bit people.
0: Okay. You gotta read those issues. In the cartoons, he, uh...
1: Yeah, he drained their plasma with his hands, which is so
0: stupid. It's like, why... Very, very salt-sucker creature from Star Trek.
1: But, yeah, you gotta read those issues. I think it's 100 and 101. Like, they're really good... Uh, Dr. Connors takes him to this like spooky abandoned island with this old house and to cure him and then he ends up like turning into the lizard <laughs> and then there's a big yeah, it just goes crazy It's uh, great and it has uh, yeah Morbius chomping down on people which is pretty good
0: I wonder what would have happened if he tried to drain the lizard
1: I think it goes into that they fight Now everyone fights, like, it's a big monster fight. And I think the wizard's skin is too tough, if I recall. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. But, yeah. I think he bit Spider Parker. Oh, no, it was crazy. I plan to reread it again, because it's one of my favorite issues that I've read of anything, really, so...
0: Mm. I'm actually actually trying to... uh... For quite a while, I've been trying to, like, just score a really good condition issue to add to my collection that, that has not been an arm and a leg. Yeah. But touching that issue for under 60 bucks seems to be a uh, thing of the past. Damn.
1: Well, it makes sense.
0: So... so On to the cover of Marvel Premiere issue 21. Yes. Where we have our iron-fisted friend, with apparently a hernia, heaving above his belt. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah. Because he, he really should have that checked out. Uh, about to, what appears to karate chop a falling statue, or is the statue attacking him? We don't know yet. He's got the iron fist activated. Yeah. And a damsel in distress in chains. Gotta love the whole slate bondage thing they're still throwing in there.
1: And that's like the same chick that was a damsel in the other issue that also wasn't in the issue. And this chick isn't in this issue either.
0: But there is a female in the issue, it's just not her.
1: Yeah. And the statue isn't... well, that's not the right statue either. Nope. That being said, it's a great cover.
0: (laughs) It's still a great cover. Coloring's a bit wonky. Yeah, there's a few few oddball spots. It does have the one of the best titles across the bottom. The greatest kung fu fighter of all. Faces the vengeance of the Death Goddess.
1: Eat it, Shang-Chi.
0: <laughs> That's right. Suck it.
1: Just a slight off-tangent, Bleeding Cool was again posting rumors, because they love clickbait, that if Iron Fist doesn't get a showrunner by 2000 by the end of 2015 they're going to do a Shang Chi show instead which is just makes no sense whatsoever and I just I'm glad that they're spreading all these negative rumors instead of generating hype for the show it's
0: great because let's let's not even bringing up the whole Fu Manchu thing with Shang Chi that's a show unto itself and why Marvel can't even use the name any longer
1: hmm yeah, well, yeah. Moving on, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, yeah, screw you, Shang Chi. I hate you. No, I'm kidding. I know there's <laughs> Shang Chi fans here,
0: and I'm not a... include, including myself. I have an entire complete run of that also.
1: I, I'm not. I'm not not a fan of Shang Chi. Yeah, I mean, I've read some Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, which is pretty cool. So, anyway, moving on to the issue itself, Sacre Bleu. Just Immediately. to argue
0: with the payment for this day's work? And I just love this opening picture because of just the guy nonchalantly leaning on the crutch, smoking a cigarette in the background.
1: Yeah, Mag-
0: <laughs> It's like Magnum P.I.'s brother or something is just chilling out, having a butt,
1: and there's Arnfis, after getting his
0: butt handed to him.
1: And there's Arnfist's angry head, like, as a big shattered thing in the background, Ooh. or it's pretty psychedelic, I guess.
0: And pretty much what we get through from the gist of these first few pages is that uh, our, our buddy there, Mr. Frenchy Pants, is arguing that he's not receiving full payment and some of his crew actually were slaughtered and died from the ninja, not from Iron Fist. I don't I still don't think Iron Fist has technically killed anyone yet.
1: Yeah, he makes sure to point that out. It seems pretty like obvious. It's like, ooh, the ninja slaughtered my men. Don't worry, kids, Iron Fist didn't kill anyone." <laughs>
0: but uh Ward Meacham is saying, you know, basically tough luck. Yep. I paid, I hired hired you with with the price in mind for his death and you failed to do that. And Batroc is like, you know, some of these people had wives and children. What am I supposed to tell them? And he's just, Ward's just like, don't care. So uh, Batrock gets Mikey pissed off and does one of his weird headfirst double leaps out the window. Pretty much stating that the next time you see me, I might be fighting alongside Iron Fist against you. And then he Which
1: announces is... he's going... Mm-hmm. the docks to leave. It's like, well, I mean, you're not going to be back with Iron then are you, if you're just sailing back to France or wherever. And the docks...
0: He was was telling his crew, because he he abandons his entire crew that are all there being bandaged up and taken care of. He's like, I'm out.
1: Uh, Needless to say, there's a lot of French yelling. Um, I don't know if
0: it's actually French.
1: (laughs) Well, who knows? There's a French, quote-unquote, French yelling. And... Patrock's arm is in a sling, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Ward Meekham is a jerk, uh, unsurprisingly. He seems to be nearly worse than his brother. Actually, he probably is worse than his brother, but we'll get to oh, that.
0: I definitely think he is. And yeah. we have the daughter who is worried. What if, that, Iron, what Fist, if Iron Fist yeah. does return? Before we've prepared a new defense. And... We get a little word bubble right here where he's just like little fool, iron fisted and kill Harold Meacham, but your desire for vengeance fits into my own plan quite nicely. So there was some poo stirring in the background that we're slowly starting to see that Ward had a master plan here.
1: He has his own reasons for wanting Daniel Rand dead. Now the art in this opening bit, it it's not bad. It's not spectacular. It's just this is. For me, this is obviously the weakest part of the issue, these first two pages. So just explaining why Batrock is leaving.
0: And... This is a very, very, art-wise, a very interesting issue, because, like, we have a fantastic cover. The artwork on the cover is top-notch. There's a few coloring mistakes, but the only thing you could knock on the artwork is the weird abdomen hernia-looking thing popping over his belt. Other than that... There's not a thing wrong artistically with that cover. The first page, the second page, and 70% of the third page is very, very by-the-book, slightly generic, how-to-draw-Marvel-Comics artwork style. It's the house style. Right. But the middle panel of the close-up of Iron Fist's face on the third page is better than the first two and a half pages, just that one panel. It's tight, it's crisp, it's top-notch. And then we go right back to a weak generic page, which is it's disappointing. But it happens quite a few times in the issue, where the page itself is rather weak, but then we'll have a panel that's just like, what happened there? <laughs> it's like somebody sit down at his yeah. desk and go, oh, I'll finish this panel for him.
1: So we have Iron Fist walking back to the Wing Estate. Now this is... if you remember way back in Episode 2, I was commenting on how they really cleverly didn't do a recap and told it through a way that it fit in with the story. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do the classic Marvel 70s huge boxes of exposition, just explaining it out of nowhere for no reason. Well, guess what? (laughs) That's what they're doing right now. Thank you, Tony Isabella.
0: Pretty much a whole giant top panel is nothing but a flashback in information boxes.
1: It, Yeah, he's just walking to the front door and he's just thinking his entire freaking past. And then he walks in and essentially just thinking, don't dwell on being a living weapon. And he sees a knife embedded in the wall and it looks, the art's pretty crummy in that panel. For when okay. you enter the foyer, there is evidence of battle. And so, it looks like that the cult of Karakai has come, and he follows the struggle, and he comes to a room, the aftermath of a small Ragnarok, as he puts it, seven slain assassins of the cult, but no sign of the Professor or Colleen, and there's a, it's a, just a panel, everything's trash, there's guys lying all over the floor, the art's pretty sloppy.
0: There is seven though if you catch that there's a guy half hanging out the window. <laughs>
1: yeah. But generally there's not much detail put into that No, it's, panel. it's
0: rather loose. It's um even perspective-wise, it's weak. And you hear a
1: hold it right there, killer. And Iron Fist assumes the horse stance, for some reason, and then he rotates to face his challenger, and this crazy colored lady just does a flying jump sidekick at his head and he ducks flying dragon stamp as it's called and we have misty knight a fan favorite for some reason it's a fan favorite i hate it i hate misty knight i've said it before and i'll say it again i hate misty knight and i will be saying it again before this podcast is over luckily all you fanboys of misty knight have carl to represent you and be like oh but Misty's such a great character and I'll be like no.
0: I do I do like Misty Knight I have no problem with their relationship at all never have I know you can't stand her (laughs) however I will say I will say this my all time favorite relationship that Iron Fist was having with somebody Never turned into fruition, and that was with the White Tiger from Heroes for Hire, which came out in the early 2000s, I think. Okay, and it is not the White Tiger that is out now, completely different female.
1: Okay, yeah, I remember when the new White Tiger came about because the old one died during. Uh, Bendis' Daredevil run, if I recall correctly. Right. Um, which is a good issue in itself.
0: But, but the, the female white tiger I'm referring to was actually out the same time as the male white tiger still was.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've never read the early 2000s Hero for Hire stuff. I've heard it's actually quite good. It's fantastic. Is that
0: there... Yeah, that's and the only thing I haven't the read. Or, the original you know, big story about the major villain they were fighting yep I I don't want to talk about it because we do need to cover it because okay. it is so good but his master plan isn't really a bad idea <laughs> alright um, and i um, it's I'll just leave it at that well we will cover it
1: after we wrap up this episode you'll have to point me in a direction where I can get it because yeah if, he, if it is collected in trades.
0: It's not, unfortunately. It should be, but it's not.
1: I guess I'll have to use unorthodox means to get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Right. Um, so Misty comes flying through the air. He yeah. ducks her kick. She spins around and lets off with the classic line of, Okay, Zorro. He does sort what of look like Zoro. done with Colleen and her dad? But yeah, definitely, he's got the, that was Zorro's mask without the hat. Yep. It was not just a face mask, it was the full head wrap.
1: And Iron Fist tries to explain himself and actually answer her question, and then she just attacks him anyway, because it's Misty Knight, and she doesn't think logically ever, so, yeah.
0: Well, she's, bull, you're not dealing with some dumb street broad, mister, this is Misty Knight and nobody messes with her or hers.
1: It's just like, I was answering your question, crazy lady. Do you have to keep punching me? Or trying to punch me? So, she smacks him in the jaw, because he's still trying to reason with her, and she just sucker punches him. And so he's feigning defeat, hoping in this manner that she'll listen to him. And then she kicks him in the head. So, he just grabs her ankle, and then... Touches her pressure point and knocks her out and then leaves her lying face down on the floor.
0: <laughs> Basically gives her the Vulcan yep. nerve pinch from Star Trek. Now two things I want to mention. Yep. One, after she's passed out, he's clearly checking out her ass. But before that <laughs> Wow. That's <yeah. laughs> I, what? Are you gonna argue that he's not?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It actually it, it does make me want to bring up a point, uh, at this point with his mask, the eyes are fluctuating from white to
0: uh, yes.
1: see-through, if you know what I mean
0: yeah, mhm anyway, continue alright, we all know what Misty's superpower is, right? yep, yeah, her bionic arm which is which arm? Uh, left arm? no, it is her right Okay. Sue unless me. things changed, it's her right she clearly punches him dead in the face with her right arm and Mm. nothing is even mentioned so i'm almost wondering if they hadn't come up with the whole robotic right arm yet when this issue hit
1: i would say that would be the case because if they did come up with it they would have like 80 panels explaining oh that was a powerful (laughs) blow from the bionic must be a robot arm so i'm guessing it
0: wasn't covered yet I have not been struck like that since I faced (laughs) the one. (laughs) And then we'd go to a flashback of him facing the one.
1: And then more exposition, even though they already covered it.
0: Do you remember the... He's He's checking out her butt on the ground, and all of a sudden, a throwing star just goes right through his chest. Yep. A lethal throwing star that passes through your body at just mid-chest. You expect to die. You don't. For
1: for the shuriken is immaterial as he who has thrown it, the ninja. Or rather, rather the ghostly image of the ninja. And then there's a bit more, you know, exposition and stuff. Anyway, he gestures to this uh, locked door. No, not locked door, sorry. The door he came in through.
0: Right. And So we we have a ghostly image of the ninja. Leading him around. Floating in the air pointing to a door, Iron Fist goes out the door, then into the street, and he's basically following the ghost of the ninja into the subway system, down through the rails, and through another secret door, which leads him to...
1: Before we get there... (sighs) Sorry. I just gotta say the art is just really not that great. Even his dragon brand is all over the place. Uh, The coloring is, like, bad even in the masterworks it's bad
0: it's I just... honestly think I, I can't argue with you at all and I think that's what got him removed because he's not the artist in the next issue
1: okay yeah maybe it was just a fill-in till they found someone they wanted uh, maybe
0: he, I think he does isn't this his third issue
1: yeah it is his third issue oh no he's the he's still the artist for the next issue
0: Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. It's a different yeah, colorist, though. Completely different, though. Is the inker different? A. Bradford? Yes. You? I'm quite sure that it's a different...
1: Yeah, it's a different inker and a different colorist.
0: Now, that could have something to do with it.
1: Well, I mean, the art does look better in the next book from that first page I've seen.
0: So... Mm-hmm. So maybe may- maybe it was the inker just doing the utmost minimum. But,
1: and, like, there's no, there's not much shading, either. It's all very bland. Yeah. There's like, usually we like to talk in detail about the art, but there's really not much to talk about here.
0: No, it's definitely, this issue is probably the weakest of this run.
1: That being said, this page we're about to come up to is, uh, do you want to do it?
0: The Temple of Kali. Mm Mm-hmm. Full page spread, giant new statue. Forearmed goddess with two daggers pointed towards her temples, and chained to each thigh, which is kind of odd. <laughs> hmm. Is Colleen Wing and her dad?
1: And it looks pretty awesome. He just goes into this huge underground death temple. Uh, the The coloring isn't bad. It looks better, in my humble opinion, in the black and white, like the majority of this issue. Not. Because, just because the colorist sucks in this issue. But, yeah, and I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with Kali, but Kali is a Hindu goddess, uh, known as other names, the Destroyer, the Goddess of Time. Uh, So, and she's the, you know, multi-armed god that's holding up a human head a lot. So she's a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, really big deal. A huge deal. And I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if this goes much further, but, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Kali was who they were worshipping in Temple of Doom as well. Indiana I think
0: Jones. so, yeah. Yeah. So, Kali uh, and her father scream out a warning, and on the next page, from out of nowhere, he's smacked across the back of, a he- of his head with some nunchucks. And then just turns in, in time for... His outfit just keeps getting shredded. It's just getting worse and worse. Yeah, And uh, he's steps out of the way uh, by a chain spear. Yep. Which pretty much in the artwork looks like somebody's got a paper airplane on the end of the chain. <laughs> <game. laughs> yep. But it just shreds his costume and not his flesh. And then, from out of nowhere... More assassins in their turbans and their diapers jump out at him with assortments of daggers and swords and knives and bondage chest gear. Yeah, because when you're wearing a diaper, you need four leather straps attached to a giant iron ring in the center of your chest.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: So he puts on this big fight with the diaper boys, he
1: gets angry and, like, yep. well, smacks
0: them up, really. And pretty, and even though, let's be honest, this kind of sounds like he kills the guy. You dispose of the man himself with a savagely delivered blow of the hammer.
1: It could definitely be read that way. But... That
0: kind of sounds like he takes him out, but... Yeah. So... They always comment that he doesn't kill anybody.
1: So. This sequence of him fighting the guards, the pose where the three are coming at him... It doesn't look great, but he looks good. I
0: think. Well, not that great. Getting right ready hand. for him. Why'd you that have to right point hands. that out and ruin it for me? <laughs> that mitten with fingers <laughs> is the only downfall to that panel.
1: Yeah, I think I think the full page spread of the temple is another freak good art piece in this issue because that with the, even the way it's colored and stuff it makes it look like you know he's in hell. He's just gone into this big underground fiery lair, and there's, you know, cool stuff everywhere, whereas now it's gone back to Anyway, next, Sorry. more bikini death cults from Tony Isabella, because he loves that stuff, I guess. Um, he was in Ghost Rider a lot, yes, so... Have two
0: two females who look like they're straight out of a savage sort of Conan. Hmm. The living goddesses. And Iron Fist is like goddesses do not particularly impress me.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be no. impressed either, really.
0: Careful, my young friend. You speak to Shea the Shade and my sister, Ushash? Oosh, Ushash? Yeah, I don't know. Favorite,
1: Favorite of the, of the sun. sun.
0: We are the daughters of Kali herself. And we demand to know why you chose to interfere with our affairs. Your affairs! I am to stand unmoving while your base assassins seek to slay my friends?
1: Cultists are Ah. a pretty selfish lot. They always get mad at you for interfering with their affairs, even though they're kidnapping your friends and trying to slaughter them and summon, you know, horrible gods to devour the Earth and stuff. But no, you're the bad guy for invading their privacy.
0: Yeah, they took our book, damn it. So that's their whole thing, is they they stole their most valued possession that they didn't even know existed until he dug it up.
1: (laughs) I, for one, actually hope it goes more into this cult as we go on. I'm not sure if it does, but I really like the idea of him fighting a cult devoted to Kali. And also, the fact that these two claim to be the daughters of Kali. I mean, I find that unlikely, but I'm interested. It's grabbed me, so to speak.
0: Well, they said since you stand with them, you're going to die, too.
1: And he's got a big spotlight like, shining down on him?
0: Yes, he does. Threats impress me less than goddesses. So, our uh, our 18-year-old from Strangeland is learning the talk-to-smack game pretty early. Nineteen. Oh, shut up. Jeez, Carl.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's no idle threat, Iron Fist. We would kill a thousand infidels. To reign, the sacred volume. Oh, pardon me, to regain the yep. sacred volume of Kali. You would kill for a mere book. Would Professor Wing have risked his life for a mere book? It is sacred to our faith. Yeah, I Professor. Could picture a professor, there yelling out, "Don't be! Don't let him confuse you, Dan." they only yeah. want the book because it contains the secret to the ultimate destruction of Kun Lun yeah. and then the sisters we find out apparently have brands on their foreheads and this next panel one of them is I, anyways in the original comic almost glowing we know nothing of this Kun Lun and, and if it poses a danger to our cult it shall fall and this pisses off Dean. yep yeah. And he screams out, "No! Though I am doomed to remain part—pardon uh, me, doomed to remain apart from that fabled city. I shall never allow any peril to menace it." And then he just goes into full kick butt mode.
1: Yeah. And yeah, he kicks like two cultists at once. Uh, he uses a back fist, two back fist, and a side
0: kick. Um... Alright, so he's kicking two down and punching another one out, so he's taking out three guys at once.
1: And now one of the, uh, sons of Kali, uh, sons, daughters of Kali, starts to wield her Cloak of Darkness. And it makes the whole room dark, and he can see nothing.
0: Kind of like Cloak from Cloak and Dagger.
1: Yep. It is very reminiscent of them. It's not exactly the same powers, but I can't help if they were inspired by these two. It's just the way they're drawn and everything.
0: So what, we, what we're hinting at here is one of the daughters has a cloak of darkness, which can yes. basically bring you into... bring everything solid dark, and the other sister is wielding nunchucks of light. Or... Sun-powered, as it's hinted upon. So, here we have cloak and dagger, light and dark. La la la.
1: <laughs> and the way it's drawn looks like the light daggers as well.
0: Right, the only the only difference here is, apparent. we don't know their origin, where the other origin is probably one of the most pathetic origins ever written in time.
1: And Iron Fist isn't actually in her cloak, she's just made the whole room dark. Right. And uh, yeah, I want to point out as well that they came about ten years after this,
0: I think. Cloak and Dagger, or oh, a few yeah, years anyway. 74, 84. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Right around there, eighty. I'd say within eighty-four, eighty-eight. But yeah. there were junkies that were being used to power video games.
1: <laughs> oh god! We
0: and don't actually, know their origin? No, they were literally kidnapped runaway kids. They were shooting them up with this dope and sticking them in the back of video game cabinets with diodes and stuff stuck on their heads, and they were running and powering the video games in arcades until they basically dried up and died, and then they were chucking them in the river and finding more runaways to shoot up with this drug to throw in the back of the arcade games to run their arcade with.
1: Well, that makes sense.
0: And Cloak and Dagger were had already become friends as runaways, got abducted, got drugged, got thrown into the river with the toxic waste and became Cloak and Dagger. Origins horrible, actual heroes cool as hell.
1: Kids, don't jump into rivers full of toxic waste to get those superpowers because that won't actually work. No. Yep.
0: Yeah, so Iron Fist is completely in the dark here. Um, nunchuck, glow stick raver, nunchuck girl. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, doing her twirly twirls, making a good light show, and double smacks him. Power that plucks you off your feet like a straw caught in a hurricane. And Iron Fist is sent flying through the air. He slams into... The ground and for somehow with his trained martial arts senses knows that there's two uh cult members there and he manages to dispatch both of them in the complete darkness. Goes after Nunchuck Girl again because he can see her glowing nunchucks, even though they're in complete darkness. just like her giveaway, yeah. But she still gets another hit on him, which sends him sailing again through the air, and this time he for the most part, lands in the groin of the giant statue, of Carly. and when he, stand, when he stands up he's got Colleen on one side and uh, the Professor Wing on the other.
1: Alright, let's take do a we, second here,
0: because... Do we ever find out Professor Wing's first name?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, I remember he just disappeared at one point, which is really weird. But, so, okay, I gotta say the art... the art looks pretty good. With the, uh, especially with the light nunchucks, but the colouring of Iron Fist, what the hell are they smoking?
0: Oh, I'm glad you're saying it, because, again, I'm looking at the original artwork and the colouring is horrible. Everything is just green. I mean, everything. Is Everything's yellow. blue here. So oh, it's like, a bluish green here. The bottom and... right panel...
1: Of that first, when it starts to get dark, he his chest is blue, the sides of his chest are green, and then the rest of him's blue. But he, it just doesn't make any sense. At mm-hmm. least he's consistently blue for the other panels. But in that, uh, I don't, like I read this in black and white, right? And then I read mm-hmm. it in color, and I was just like, "What the hell?"
0: <laughs> well, on the second page. Where, after he takes out the two um, cult members, and then he's back up on his feet charging Glowing Nunchuck Girl, and like throwing a left upper hook as she's swinging both of them over her head. His entire right arm in that panel in the original comic is flesh tone, except for like the back of the tricep.
1: Yep, same in this. And so it's, he's it's a bit just far away. Bad. A bit oh, far yeah, away for approach throwing that punch
0: that high up already. Yeah.
1: Sky needs to take some boxing lessons. (laughs) Um so yeah. So he's standing with Colleen and then he charges up the power of the Iron Fist and he breaks both the chains of Colleen and Professor Wing. And Colleen looks like she has black hair here because no one looks like what they're supposed to look like in these panels. So
0: She actually looks like Viper from Hydra.
1: It's a conspiracy a sleeper
0: agent. All right, here, here's my here's my other problem. Here, we already know he can punch through an elevator without the use of an iron fist. I Too was also going to bring this up as well. It's yeah. There's no reason why he should have charged up the iron fist for the, just breaking these two chains.
1: Hey man, he's a superhero. They need to show him using his superpowers. I mean, see if. Isn't it the only time he uses it in the issue? It's like, there's like um, a one per issue quota. Yeah. And but then... I, Yeah, I don't like it, but if we go by the explanation that it's just him channeling his chi, like a normal martial artist, or whatever, mm. then it makes sense, but then if you can... If you think it's like, sure, Lu's chi, I don't know, it's all over the place, and it's still all over the place, sort of, it's... with his powers work, it's very odd... Yeah. so now,
0: now the professor makes a very weird statement at last free to what with a question mark
1: uh, I think he's saying that as because like the big statue of Kali is falling on them
0: and Kali quickly points out that the statue foundation is now weakened and it's going to fall and then the professor's like Daniel there's a, a cultist five yards from you and he swings around and takes care of him
1: and Arnfist wonders, how does he know that?
0: I can't see this guy. How does this old man in glasses doing this? And so the statue begins to pitch forward, and he grabs each of them, one under each arm, and basically dives in a direction, hoping that it is a, technically in the opposite way of the statue, because they're still in complete darkness, even though you can see everything on the panels. And he can't see where they're going. And now Nunchuck's sister with the strangest left breast I've ever seen in my life um Pervert. focuses her power into her nunchucks and delivers a blow dead center to this ginormously huge statue and just shatters it into a thousand pieces
1: it's her heresy
0: prevails
1: that is heresy they're destroying the idol of their own goddess their own mother Kali's not right. gonna be happy now is Kali in the back happy of
0: my with head Yep, I am hoping that Iron Fist's new three-sectional staff is actually her nunchucks stuck together, and that they can come apart. Why would you think that they're her nunchucks specifically? I'm just I'm hoping because they're a thing of power. They've already they already can be charged.
1: I yeah I I don't think that's the case. You shut up. Well, I know what it's like to dream. (laughs) I know all too well, but... It's just... Yeah, I think we already saw him get the triple staff, didn't we? Uh, Yes,
0: he got it. It would be cool, though. Because she clearly does not have it when they run. She She has no weapons. Her sister scoops her up. Her sister drops the Cape of Darkness to grab her sister who just made this feat, and they take off. Yep. Which leaves Iron Fist again to fight a whole group of cultists.
1: And he beats one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like grain on a plowed field, they're scattered
0: before he starts all that, he snatches a spear out of midair, headed for Colleen.
1: Oh yeah, no, true, I missed that. And yeah, this artwork is still not very detailed. If you go back to when he's fighting multiple people in the early issues, it looks great. But, he... God, oh, just going back to that issue with the building of death, it just looks so good in comparison to this.
0: <laughs> And now we also have Colleen comes in and starts kicking butt. About time. And she takes out quite a few cultists herself while Iron Fist is doing some crazy two guys out. Taking out two guys at once with like judo throws. Mm. And then like quickly in succession punching out another four guys as Colleen's throwing somebody over her shoulder. And then he's throwing somebody across the room and then, like, doing a reverse lightning kick, and kicking the guy eight feet off the friggin' ground. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody's got a dagger at the professor's throat. And the professor's like, no fool, the old man will not die. And he just transforms into the ninja right in front of the cultist. And the cultist is even like, screw this, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Yeah. And he's like, Death is calling for you and he just the ninja just guts the cultist. And no they don't show anything.
1: And Colleen's just like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> My
0: and father, he's the ninja.
1: Danny has some weird looking expression on his face, like he's just sort of
0: been hit by a steamroller, I guess. And, I don't know. <laughs> and he's and he's also Batman for that one panel, if you look at his chest.
1: Oh he's Batman, yeah. <laughs> and now the ninja is
0: just slaughtering people because he wants this book. If the ninja's all worried about the book and he's just mowing down the guys with his blade and there's a guy running with the book with bondage gear on again with his diaper and he throws a charged playing card because now all of a sudden he's Gambit into the man's back which makes a nice plunt noise and the book slips from his grasp and falls into one of the... I believe they're called... Your brazers and whoosh the book goes up and the ninja screams no what have I done the book is being destroyed and then you see like the professor and the ninja separate and the professor falls down to the ground and the ninja is still standing above him and he starts touching his chest he's like but I'm still I still live what madness is this wait, I begin to see the meaning of this cosmic joke. The dragon lords, and again, this is back to Kunlun, the dragon yep. lords, hung hang out with U.T.
1: Yeah, and they imprisoned the ninja, so that's a bit of a reveal about the ninja. Mm-hmm. Fearing its destruction would be my own. i protected it from harm. I was guarding my own prison. This is one more debt you owe me, Kunlun. So basically, he was protecting Kunlun when that was his own prison. Like, the book
0: was Mm -hmm. his prison.
1: And then he just, like, does, like, he hits Iron Fist with the flat of his blade as he's fighting a cultist, and Iron Fist looks really weird here. Like, his head is way too small in proportion to his body. It's
0: definitely a leaf-field panel. Yep. (laughs) And then we have Iron Fist on his back as the big half-page by slaying the shining hope of, the, of that, that thrice damn, st- city. damn city Iron Fist.
1: And it's actually a good panel,
0: The good yes, half page splash. Uh,
1: it's one of those standouts in the issue like the temple and, well, like that one facial expression, that's about it. But yeah, next, Iron Fist versus The Ninja. And we promised to explain all this, honest, I don't trust you Tony. What if Jim Shooter comes in and de- tears up your
0: issue and rewrites it and then makes you rage quit Marvel? But I, I do like the whole fact, that twist, that he thought the book was the yeah. only thing that was keeping him alive. So he was protected. Ninja was protecting anything from happening to the book when the whole time the book was just his prison. And if the book got destroyed, he would be free, but he didn't know that. Yeah. So that's quite the little screw there.
1: Yeah, I've given this issue a lot of crap, but I actually really enjoyed reading it. I enjoyed reading it more than I did the last issue, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Be- I mean even though the art and the coloring was all over the place, I really love the cult the whole plot uh, the whole cult plot line. Um Yes, I am a big fan of the Death Cult of Kali and just the fights, as I said, I read I read this in black and white first, so it was a lot more enjoyable that way. It was, the uh, shoddy coloring and stuff was a lot less noticeable
0: because mm-hmm. it wasn't
1: there. The the schlocky art was still a bit noticeable, but yeah, I definitely recommend reading this one in black and white. I must say, but that being <laughs> so, said. Every damn issue. Well, I mean, it's not going to stop until we get to Power Man and Iron Fist. Every issue is going to be better in black and white until we get to Power Man and Iron Fist. Because you need color for Power Man and Iron Fist. <clears throat> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I thought this issue was much better than the last issue. The writing was better, but the art and coloring was probably sloppier.
0: Yes. Overall, Step up step up writing and story wise just more going on story wise better stuff going on a big reveal going on story wise the artwork just went from generic to a couple good panels to again sloppy obviously this guy was having some type of issue with the time frame he was allowed yeah but again then the next issue that we're about to hit next week It's got his name on it, but it looks like a completely different artist, but it is a completely different inker. And a different colorist. And inkers make a big difference. Yeah. Some of them them help a lot, let's put it this way. Yeah. Some of them help a lot. Uh, I'm totally blanking on the guy's name, but there is a certain inker that has worked with John Byrne John Byrne's stuff never looks better when it's with this certain inker when we get into the John Byrne run I'll have the guy's name yeah and when this guy isn't working with John Byrne or John Byrne's inking even his own stuff his artwork is still phenomenal it's still great but when this one inker works with John Byrne, this guy goes out of his way to make John Byrne's stuff look incredible. Yep. And that's the thing with inkers. They're not just tracers. No, that's not what an inker does. And if you've ever seen some original pencils, sometimes an inker, yes, he's going over a line, but he's got to choose that line. Sometimes there's 17 lines just to where a bicep should be, and it's up for the inker to determine what line I'm going to ink. Or am I making my own?
1: Just look at uh Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen's Daredevil run. Uh Klaus Jansen was the inker for most of that run and I mean he was so good that he got <laughs> that the omnibus is called the Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen omnibus. That being said, mm-hmm. Klaus Jansen took over drawing the last couple of issues, but still he was just inking for most of it, so Mhm.
0: Yeah. Because inkers are not just tracers. Yeah. To the point where I actually, I'm an okay artist. Yep, I, I I'm not good enough to work for Marvel.
1: Did Jim Shooter tell you that?
0: <laughs> no, and, <laughs> and and my my own my own you know eyeballs told me that. Okay, and uh, but so I was like, well, maybe I'll just do inking. So I actually started buying all the books, started looking at videos online, started talking to people, and I was just like. Phew it's almost more responsibility no than the well cuz plus you can ruin yeah lo- a lot of these professionals out there
1: with bad ink inking right
0: ink right over the original art some people who aren't as confident actually will ink over a piece of like stencil paper they put a piece of stencil paper over the pencils put it on a light table in order to see the pencil lines through the other paper piece of paper and they ink that stuff and that's also interesting if you ever buy original art that you're actually getting like two pages you're getting the pencils untouched and then you're getting the overlay which has the inking and then usually on that overlay um, the letterer will then come in and sometimes cut out by hand the paper word bubbles highlight the edges and put the lettering in the word bubbles and just drop them with a glue or tape yeah, onto that piece of plenum paper or whatever it's called. So interesting stuff. I have a bunch of pieces of original art also. Cool, yeah. And pretty much most of them are Iron Fist.
1: should <laughs> parse some on the page.
0: I have a very dear friend of mine who owned a comic book store who passed away um, got me an original Iron Fist huge drawer, huge ink Drawing of Iron Fist by Jay Lee, made most famous for uh, his miniseries Hell Shock, but he did a bunch of other stuff. Fantastic artist. Okay, cool. um, I also have um, a sketch of the preliminary artwork for the Marvel Masterworks cards that the Hildebrandt brothers painted. And it is a pencil sketch of Iron Fist, because I guess they sketch it first before they paint. Um, so it's a sketch of the card on like a, it's only like a 12-inch piece of paper. But it's a sketch of the Iron Fist, loose sketch of Iron Fist in the position that we're going to paint them in. And it's signed by both Hildebrandt brothers. And as everybody knows, one of the Hildeman brothers has since passed away. Yeah. So that's that's one of my my gems. I do need to get it professionally mounted, so it's still
1: mm. rolled
0: up in a rolled up in a plastic tube in the basement. Yeah.
1: Don't yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. You like wrapping up stuff you like because you don't want to. You're not ready to put it on that display. You know what I mean.
0: Oh yeah, especially yeah. with uh, three kids who like to throw things. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because oh. uh, our, living, our living room is covered in pictures, and almost half of them have fallen because of balls and other things bouncing off of them. Oh dear, it's not good.
1: So you can find this issue in the Essential Iron Fist Collection,
0: which... Crisp uh, white, which Connor will pr- approve of.
1: <laughs> yes, I. That is the that is the approved choice by Connor McKenna. Getting the Essential Iron Fist collection. The prices sort of vary for that, but you can find some decent prices on it. It's also in the Iron Fist Epic Collection, which is a recent is, release.
0: Right. The best price around is still probably. Oh, what the hell's the name of the webpage? <laughs> In stock trades. In, in stock trades. Dot. Yeah, all one word. In stock trades.
1: And you can also find it in Marvel Masterworks Iron Fist Volume One, and obviously you can get the original issue itself if you can pick it up on eBay or something. It probably isn't. Uh, it probably won't cost that much.
0: I'd you say. can probably catch this one from anywhere from, I'd say, about twelve dollars to. Well, if it's CGC'd at a 9.4, they probably want 120 for it, but...
1: I don't think that good... would be because there's not really a first appearance. Oh, I guess Misty's first appearance. I don't know
0: if care doesn't it doesn't even matter anymore, dude. Since the Netflix, Netflix, Netflix thing has been introduced, all of his early appearances in CGC have more than quadrupled in price. Wow. Yeah, three years ago, you would have been able to pick this up CGC'd at a 9.4 for like 30 bucks yeah now everybody is starting bidding like a 120 plus
1: yeah so you can find us at our facebook page sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast you can find us on youtube just youtube iron fist podcast and we'll be right there we are also on podcastgarden.com if you go into literate if you go into the literature section we are there we are now on itunes finally so feel free to rate us there. If you rate us, like, really crappy ratings, then make sure you tell us why, so we can improve. And we are also on SoundCloud. Soundcloud.com forward slash, Shuns of the Dragon podcast, all hyphens between those spaces. And our WordPress, just Google Immortal Iron Fist podcast WordPress and you'll find us there. I post links on Facebook and stuff constantly. And we are on Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, and I don't think I'll be putting this anywhere else because that's a lot of places this podcast is on. So, <laughs> and also Iron Fist, Misty, all that stuff are the property of Marvel. We don't make any money off this. Any characters we use, any music we use, this is just non-for-profit. This is just for fun. So don't sue us.
0: It's right, it's all about the love.
1: Yep. And until next time. May your fists or brain become unto things of iron, and make sure you excel at whatever you do, and peace. Peace.